Section 26 of the Final Report from the National Commission on the BP Deepwater Horizon Oil Spill and Offshore Drilling. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Casper. Final Report from the National Commission on the BP Deepwater Horizon Oil Spill and Offshore Drilling. Chapter 9. Investing in Safety, Investing in Response, Investing in the Gulf. Part 1. Introduction. The President asked this Commission to develop options for guarding against and mitigating the impact of oil spills associated with offshore drilling, in recognition of the compelling need to balance the nation's interest in offshore energy resources with protection of our rich marine and coastal environments. To that end, previous chapters of this report have detailed the complex web of decisions, actions, and circumstances that set the stage for the BP Deepwater Horizon disaster. Among the chief actors in that web was the government itself, which played a key role both in setting the policies that shaped offshore oil and gas activities in the Gulf over the course of many decades, and in overseeing responses to the spill once it began. This chapter presents the Commission's recommendations for addressing the causes and consequences of the spill, with a focus on the government's role. Recommendations targeted to industry are presented in Chapter 8. The recommendations reflect the government's sweeping sovereign authority as both owner of the seabed and water column, and as the regulator of activities with the overriding responsibility to manage and protect the valuable resources of the Outer Continental Shelf, OCS, on behalf of current and future generations of Americans. They are grouped in seven distinct areas. A. Improving the safety of offshore operations. B. Safeguarding the environment. C. Strengthening the oil spill response planning and capacity d advancing well containment capabilities e overcoming the impacts of the deepwater horizon spill and restoring the gulf f ensuring financial responsibility g promoting congressional engagement to ensure responsible offshore drilling the sections that follow summarize the context and rationale for each of the commission's specific recommendations other chapters of this report, as well as staff working papers published by the Commission and available at www.oilspillcommission.gov, provide additional detail and further support for the recommendations. Chapter 10 presents additional recommendations concerning the future of offshore drilling, including prospective drilling in the Arctic. A improving the safety of offshore operations as detailed in chapters three and four and in staff working papers federal efforts to regulate the offshore oil and gas industry have suffered for years from cross-cutting purposes pressure from political and industry interests a deepening deficit of technical expertise 
and severely inadequate resources available to government agencies tasked with the leasing function and regulation in the aftermath of the deepwater horizon oil spill the department of the interior has already taken a series of significant and important steps to improve regulatory oversight of offshore drilling but given the deep-rooted problems that had existed at the department's minerals management service mms before the spill occurred and the near certainty that the oil and gas industry will seek to expand into ever more challenging environments in the years ahead a more comprehensive overhaul of both leasing and the regulatory policies and institutions used to oversee offshore activities is required the necessary overhaul to be successful must address three core issues one reducing and managing risk more effectively using strategies that can keep pace with a complex and rapidly evolving industry particularly in high-risk and frontier areas two assuring the independence and integrity of government institutions charged with protecting the public interest and three securing the resources needed to provide a robust capability to execute the leasing function and adequate regulatory oversight one the need for a new approach to risk assessment and management as described in chapter three and staff working papers neither the industries nor the federal government's approaches to managing and overseeing the leasing and development of offshore resources have kept pace with the rapid changes in the technology practices and risks associated with the different geological and ocean environments being explored and developed for oil and gas production nor do these approaches reflect the significant changes that have occurred in the structure of the oil and gas industry itself especially the rise of specialized service contractors and the general trend toward outsourcing multiple functions when the operator directly regulated by the government does not itself perform many of the activities critical to well safety regulators face additional challenges due to the separation of these functions however mms did not change its regulatory oversight to respond to these industry changes by making the service companies more accountable in other countries operators of drilling are required to demonstrate to the regulators their own fitness and risk management systems also missing has been any systematic updating of the risk assessment and risk management tools used as the basis for regulation mms attempted under several administrations to promulgate regulations that would have required companies to manage all of their activities and facilities and those of their contractors under a documented safety and environmental management system SEMS. but in the face of industry opposition mms did not adopt such a requirement until september twenty ten after the bp deepwater horizon disaster industry objections also derailed a past mms proposal to expand data reporting requirements as part of an effort to track and analyze offshore incidents and to identify safety trends and lagging and leading indicators the proposal was abandoned when the office of management and budget agreed with industry complaints about compliance cost 
industry also complained about the potential for overlap with coast guard reporting requirements as a result there has historically been no legal requirement that industry track or report instances of uncontrolled hydrocarbon releases or near misses both indicators that could point to a heightened potential for serious accidents the united states has the highest reported rate of fatalities in offshore oil and gas drilling among its international peers but it has the lowest reporting of injuries this striking contrast suggests a significant under-reporting of injuries in the united states and highlights the need for better data collection to ensure needed attention to worker safety government agencies that regulate offshore activity should reorient their regulatory approaches to integrate more sophisticated risk assessment and risk management practices into their oversight of energy developers operating offshore they should shift their focus from prescriptive regulations covering only the operator to a foundation of augmented prescriptive regulations including those relating to well design and integrity supplemented by a proactive risk-based performance approach that is specific to individual facilities operations and environments this would be similar to the safety case approach that is used in the north sea which requires the operator and drilling rig owners to assess the risks associated with a specific operation develop a coordinated plan to manage those risks integrate all involved contractors in a safety management system and take responsibility for developing and managing the risk management process footnote the term safety case is a shorthand expression for a comprehensive and structured set of safety documentation that provides a basis for determining whether a risk management system for a specific vessel or equipment is adequately safe for a given application in a given environment End footnote to accomplish these goals of creating a new approach to risk assessment and management the commission offers the following three recommendations recommendations a one the department of the interior should supplement the risk management program with prescriptive safety and pollution prevention standards that are developed and selected in consultation with international regulatory peers and that are at least as rigorous as the leasing terms and regulatory requirements in peer oil-producing nations a two the department of the interior should develop a proactive risk-based performance approach specific to individual facilities operations and environments similar to the safety case approach in the north sea a three working with the international regulators forum and other organizations congress and the department of the interior should identify those drilling production and emergency response standards that best protect offshore workers and the environment and initiate new standards and revisions to fill gaps and correct deficiencies these standards should be applied throughout the gulf of mexico in the arctic and globally wherever the international industry operates standards should be updated at least every five years as under the formal review process of the international organization for standardization iso 
more specifically the following actions are needed to truly transition to a proactive risk-based performance approach engage a competent independent engineering consultant to review existing regulations for adequacy and fit for purpose as a first step toward benchmarking u s regulations against the highest international standards following this review develop and implement regulations for safety and environmental protection that are at least as rigorous as the regulations in peer oil producing nations a new regulatory entity for safety and environment as described below should ensure that while engaged in petroleum activities all drilling and production platforms are certified and operating at the highest level of international regulatory practice require operators to develop a comprehensive safety case as part of their exploration and production plans initially for ultra deep water more than five thousand feet areas areas with complex geology and any other frontier or high-risk areas such as the arctic in addition for lease sales in those and other areas prospective lessees should be required to demonstrate competence based on experience financial capacity and expertise as a pre-qualification for bidding expand safety environmental management system requirements to include regular third-party audits at three to five-year intervals and certification these plans should be expanded for frontier areas to encompass the full range of risk assessment and management for both new and transferred leases require the operator to participate in a new safety institute or agree to expert audits and to contribute to safety and environmental research and development approval to transfer leases sold prior to this requirement should be conditioned on the new requirements based on risk factors related to the specific requirements of the lease the lease stipulation should also include the requirement that the operator possess adequate capability to contain and respond to an oil spill and sufficient financial capacity to compensate for damages caused by a spill to cultivate and maintain government expertise on offshore drilling safety one establish a process under the auspices of the national academy of engineering to identify criteria for high-risk wells and develop methodology to assess those risks this process should include to the extent that the national academy deems appropriate input from experts in the u s geological survey the department of energy noaa and academia furthermore the department of the interior should develop in-house competence to perform such sophisticated risk assessments such evaluations could guide the transition to a system where all operators and contractors are required to demonstrate an integrated proactive risk management approach prior to leases being granted or receiving permits for exploration wells and major development projects as noted above these efforts should initially focus on areas with complex geology ultra deep water and any other frontier or high-risk areas such as the arctic two establish a coordinated interagency research effort to develop safer systems equipment and practices 
to prevent failures of both design and equipment in the future the federal government has relevant expertise in areas such as the application of remote sensing and diagnostics sensors and instrumentation and command electronics that could and should be transferred to the offshore industry footnote secretary of energy stephen chu advised the commission on the capacity within the department of energy the nuclear regulatory commission the federal aviation administration and elsewhere in the federal government to undertake sophisticated risk and technology assessments the department of energy and the national laboratories have the depth and breadth of research and technical experience in such areas as high-performance computing image processing mechanical structural stress analysis complex fluid flow simulations and other areas that proved instrumental in diagnosing the state of the macondo well blowout preventer and in assessing plans to stop the leak End footnote the ultra-deep water and unconventional natural gas and other petroleum resources program an existing research and development program created by statute and managed by the secretary of energy should be refocused toward mitigating the risks of offshore operations develop more detailed requirements for incident reporting and data concerning offshore incidents and near misses such data collection would allow for better tracking of incidents and stronger risk assessments and analysis in particular such reporting should be publicly available and should apply to all offshore activities including incidents related to helicopters and supply vessels regardless of whether these incidents occur on or at actual drilling rigs or production facilities in addition interior in cooperation with the international regulators forum should take the lead in developing international standards for incident reporting in order to develop a consistent global set of data regarding fatalities injuries hydrocarbon releases and other accidents sharing information as to what went wrong in offshore operations regardless of location is key to avoiding such mistakes lead in the development and adoption of shared international standards particularly in the gulf of mexico and the arctic transparent information and data sharing within the offshore industry and among international regulators is critical to continuous improvement in standards and risk management practices the united states shares the waters of the gulf of mexico and its subsurface resources with cuba and the republic of mexico after many decades of declining investment and production in the mexican part of the gulf by pemex the national oil company a recent mexican supreme court ruling has created the opportunity for u s and other foreign oil and gas companies to enter mexican waters pemex has indicated its intention to auction deepwater contracts beginning in twenty twelve separately cuba has already leased blocks fifty miles off the coast of florida with reported plans for seven exploration wells by twenty fourteen agreement on standards for operations should be part of any negotiation to define the maritime boundary between the united states mexico and cuba in the eastern gulf of mexico 
the need for international standards for activities in the arctic is also unquestioned the united states has already awarded leases in the region and now it is incumbent on the united states to push for such standards provide protection for whistleblowers who notify authorities about lapses in safety all offshore workers have a duty to ensure safe operating practices to prevent accidents to ensure all workers regardless of employer will take appropriate action whenever necessary congress should amend the outer continental shelf lands act or specific safety statutes to provide the same whistleblower protection that workers are guaranteed in other comparable settings two the need for a new independent agency as described in detail in chapter three primary responsibility for regulating the offshore oil and gas industry prior to the deepwater horizon accident was consolidated in a single agency mms mms was not only responsible for offshore leasing and resource management it also collected and dispersed revenues from offshore leasing conducted environmental reviews reviewed plans and issued permits conducted audits and inspections and enforced safety and environmental regulations and though the revenue management and resource management functions of mms were separated into two distinct divisions the mingling of distinct statutory responsibilities each of which required different skill sets and fostered different institutional cultures led inevitably to internal tensions and a confusion of goals that weakened the agency's effectiveness and made it more susceptible to outside pressures at the core of this tension was a trade-off between on the one hand promoting the expeditious and orderly development of offshore resources as mandated by the outer continental lands act of nineteen seventy eight while also ensuring on the other hand that offshore development proceeded in a manner that protected human health safety and the environment over the course of many years political pressure generated by a demand for lease revenues and industry pressure to expand access and expedite permit approvals and other regulatory processes often combined to push mms toward elevating the former goal over the latter at the same time the fact that mms lacked either a clearly articulated mission or adequate guidance for balancing its different missions led to inefficient management and a tendency to defer to industry which successfully sought congressional and political intervention to shorten time frames for plan and permit reviews blocked royalty valuation rule-making and advocated to delay and weaken rules aimed at improving the safety management of operations all of these problems were compounded by an outdated organizational structure a chronic shortage of resources a lack of sufficient technological expertise and the inherent difficulty of coordinating effectively with all the other government agencies that had statutory responsibility for some aspect of offshore oil and gas activities besides mms other offices of the department of the interior as well as the departments of transportation commerce defense and homeland security and the environmental protection agency epa 
were involved in some aspect of the industry and its many-faceted facilities and operations from workers on production platforms to pipelines helicopters drilling rigs and supply vessels not surprisingly the macondo well failure in april twenty ten turned a harsh spotlight on all these bureaucratic inadequacies and shortcomings and shortly after the accident interior secretary ken salazar renamed mms the bureau of ocean energy management regulation and enforcement acronym boemre and announced a plan to split its responsibilities into three separate offices footnote the use of boemre will be limited here to actions since mms was renamed End footnote. although the proposed reorganization of interiors offshore leasing safety and revenue management program represents a significant improvement it does not adequately address the deeper problem of fully insulating the department's safety and environmental protection functions from the pressures to increase production and maximize lease revenues recommendations a four congress and the department of the interior should create an independent agency within the department of the interior with enforcement authority to oversee all aspects of offshore drilling safety operational and occupational as well as the structural and operational integrity of all offshore energy production facilities including both oil and gas production and renewable energy production a five congress and the department of the interior should provide a mechanism including the use of lease provisions for the payment of regulatory fees for adequate stable and secure funding to the key regulatory agencies interior coast guard and noaa to ensure that they can perform their duties expedite permits and reviews as needed and hire experienced engineers inspectors scientists and first responders see recommendation g two the roles and responsibilities of the former mms should be separated into three entities with clearly defined statutory authorities one entity would be responsible for offshore safety and environmental enforcement another would perform functions related to leasing and environmental science and the third would manage natural resource revenues the safety and environment enforcement authority or entity in particular should have primary statutory responsibility for overseeing the structural and operational integrity of all offshore energy related facilities and activities including both oil and gas offshore drilling and renewable energy facilities a new office of safety should consolidate responsibility for safety including infrastructure and operational integrity as well as spill prevention and response for all offshore fossil fuel and renewable resource development activities structures and workers it should be an independent agency housed at the department of the interior to facilitate coordination with a new office for leasing and environmental science Congress should enact an organic act to establish its authorities and responsibilities, consolidating the various responsibilities now under the Outer Continental Shelf Lands Act, 
the Pipeline Safety Act, and Coast Guard authorizations. The new office should have primary authority over facilities, structures, and units for offshore oil and gas drilling, production, and renewable energy that are engaged in energy-related activities, including authority to establish and enforce specific safety and environmental protection requirements for these units, as well as requirements for operators who may be leasing the facilities. Congress should review and consider amending, where necessary, the governing statutes for all agencies involved in offshore activities to be consistent with the responsibilities functionally assigned to those agencies. The safety-related responsibilities of the new offshore safety agency should be included in a separate statute. Further specifics regarding the Commission's recommended organizational structure for new offices to regulate safety and leasing are discussed below. To ensure that Interior has the ability to provide adequate leasing capabilities and regulatory oversight for the increasingly complex energy-related activities being undertaken on the OCS, budgets for these new offices, as well as existing agencies, should come directly from fees paid by the offshore industry, akin to how fees charged to the telecommunications industry pay for the expenses of the Federal Communications Commission, which is essentially fully funded by such regulated industry payments. Through this mechanism, Congress, through legislation, and Interior, through lease provisions, could expressly oblige lessees to fund the regulation necessary to allow for private industry access to the energy resources on the OCS, including renewables. Under existing law, the oil and gas industry already pays inspection fees that currently amount to about $10 million per year, or about 3% of BOE-MRE's annual budget, but this amount can and should be increased significantly. See Recommendation G-2. Implementing the Commission's recommendation to reorganize the former MMS into three offices and to enhance these offices' technical capacities will require a sustained effort over a period of years. The President or Interior Secretary should effect this reorganization to the extent possible administratively and request Congressional enactment to confirm its permanence and provide for the statutory recognition of a term of office for the Director of Safety and Environmental Regulation. Proposed Reorganization of the Former Minerals Management Service Offshore Safety Authority This office would exercise independent statutory authority over technical and operational safety in all phases of OCS energy resource development projects, including the planning, designing, constructing, operating, and decommissioning of facilities and projects, and will have overall responsibility for fostering safe and environmentally sound offshore energy operations. The new agency would oversee all non-economic aspects of the operations and structures involved in drilling and production of oil and gas, pipelines and wind towers, wave, tidal, and other renewable technologies located on the federal offshore zone. The new Safety and Environment Authority would also have the lead coordination role in relation to other regulators, 
with independent authority over offshore oil and gas activities, including EPA, NOAA, and the Coast Guard. Key responsibilities include reviewing and approving or denying all permits under exploration, development, and production plans, inspecting all offshore operations by expert teams through scheduled and unannounced inspections, auditing or otherwise requiring certification of operator health, safety, and environmental management systems, evaluating eligibility for lessees based on safety and environmental qualifications, reviewing and approving the safety and feasibility of any environmental mitigation activities prescribed by the National Environmental Policy Act NEPA, documents, and other environmental consultations, authorizations, or permits, in addition to enforcing such requirements over the duration of an operation, collecting and analyzing leading and lagging indicators from all active parties for full risk evaluation, promulgating all structural integrity, process, and workplace safety rules and regulations in order to create a foundation of prescriptive regulations to supplement performance-based safety case regulations, providing technical review and comment on the five-year leasing program and individual lease sites, providing technical review of spill response and containment plans, reviewing and approving all spill response and containment plans, and advising the new safety authority on environmental considerations, investigating all accidents and other significant events that could have potentially turned catastrophic. The organization and staffing composition should be decided during a transition period, when the areas and activities are analyzed and categorized by risk. The director of the new organization should be a qualified executive with a relevant engineering or technical background, and should be appointed by the President for a five- to six-year term, and confirmed by the Senate. In addition, the new agency should have classifications and salary scales for engineering and technical staff and inspectors, similar to those of the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. Leasing and Environmental Science Office This office would act as the Leasing and Resource Manager, for conventional and renewable energy and other mineral resources on the OCS. Charged with fostering environmentally responsible and efficient development of the OCS, the office would ensure that the American people both receive fair market value for the rights conveyed and that the nation's rich marine environment remains protected. The United States cannot afford a repetition of the kind of contractual drafting mistake that, as described in Chapter 3, is literally costing the nation tens of billions of dollars in lost revenues. Key responsibilities include conducting OCS resource planning processes, including the five-year leasing program and individual lease sales, conducting individual lease sales for oil, gas, and renewable energy facilities offshore, promulgating rules and regulations with respect to lease terms, resource access, and use, approving non-engineering or operations aspects of exploration, development, and production plans, 
subject to review by the new safety authority to ensure no conflicts with permitting requirements for infrastructure and operations reviewing and approving all spill response and containment plans and advising the new safety authority on environmental considerations making resource management decisions such as those related to timing of reservoir abandonment and shared reservoir issues unitization commingling and optimizing oil and gas recovery reviewing and approving permits for seismic activities conducting nepa reviews at all relevant phases and coordinating other environmental reviews when appropriate administering the environmental studies program the leasing and environmental science office would include two distinct divisions a leasing and resource evaluation division and an environmental science division to provide an important and equitable voice for environmental concerns during the five-year planning process and lease awards the environmental science division would be structured with a separate line of reporting to the assistant secretary overseeing offshore drilling and the environmental science division would be led by a chief scientist the chief scientist's responsibilities would include but not be limited to conducting all nepa reviews and coordinating other environmental reviews when appropriate and administering the environmental studies program the chief scientist's expert judgment on environmental protection concerns would be accorded significant weight in the leasing decision-making process including on questions concerning whether and where leasing should occur and what environmental protection and mitigation conditions should be placed on leases that are issued the new organization and process would also include enhanced review of environmental decisions and enforcement by the safety authority it should track all mitigation efforts from nepa documents and other environmental reviews to assist the new safety authority in its environmental enforcement duties office of natural resources revenue revenue collection and auditing functions would remain with the assistant secretary for policy management and budget as per the recent reorganization implemented by secretary salazar end of section 26